If you like the Creative South podcast, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Every dollar helps us cover hosting costs, upgrade equipment, and keep the podcast going. With options starting at just $1 per month, you can help support the podcast and even wind up with some cool Creative South podcast swag. When you become a Creative South patron, you'll get access to exciting Creative South news before anyone else. A shout out on the podcast thanking you for your support. Creative South podcast stickers and t-shirts. So, please help support the podcast by becoming a patron over at patreon.com slash creative south. Welcome to the Creative South podcast. I'm your host, Jason Frostholm. Today on the podcast, I'm talking with the designer and illustrator Joe Barron. We talk about what it takes to start your own apparel company, learning to run the business side of things on top of designing, his design process, working with brands like Guns N' Roses and Harley Davidson, and more, all right after this. I talk about Jack Prince on the podcast all the time, and today isn't any different, except that I want to talk about how much we rely on them at Creative South. Not only has Jack Prince been a longtime sponsor of Creative South and the podcast, but they help us with so many cool things every year. Whether they are making our pop-up displays and tablecloths, or printing our notebooks, Jack Prince is always there when we need them. They even printed my Creative South podcast stickers that have a coupon code on the back that gives you a great discount on all of their products. Speaking of stickers, Jack Prince will print any kind, shape, size, stock, including full color stickers with full color liner prints for you to use as product labels, promotions, bumper stickers, hang tags, business cards, and more. Right now, you can get 500 3 by 3 inch die cut stickers starting at $149 when you visit jackprince.com. Plus, Jack Prince is giving Creative South podcast listeners 20% off all orders, over $25 when you use promo code CREATESOUTH17 at checkout. Visit jackprince.com for your next order of stickers, prints, or whatever you need today. Joe, thanks for joining me tonight. Thank you for having me, Jason. I'm glad to be back. Yeah, this has been a long time coming. Last time I talked to you was, uh, well, I talked to you for about five seconds at Creative South this past year, but the last time I had any like time to talk to you for an extended period of time was uh, Weapons of Mass Creation last year. So, yeah, that was a long time. Uh, and for those who didn't listen, I'm on the live from WMC, yeah. Joe Barron. I was the best short episode ever jason may dispute jason may dispute that but you know i say otherwise i don't pick favorites <laughs> that that's that's for my listeners to decide um sure. who their favorite is um every i love everyone equally that's a dad statement if i ever heard that well i am a parent so <laughs> that, that is true that's true you're a father of twins yes i am yes i am so so let's let's go back to the beginning and uh where'd you grow up? I grew up in New Jersey. Uh I am a Jersey boy by heart, East Coast. Um I grew up outside of New York City, mm-hmm. 15 minutes away from uh or from the Lincoln Tunnels. I'm uh, um that's where I grew up, grew up in Union City. Okay. And then uh and then went to high school in Jersey City. So then I have the you know, I had the cold hard streets on my back um no i had oh no what <laughs> the cold hard streets of the suburbs in new jersey 
<laughs> Actually, no. Surprisingly, I never grew up in this. I, I never grew up in the suburbs. <laughs> yeah, I was actually uh, where I grew up was, was was city. It was not the city. Sure. Uh, for for all those that know, it's when somebody says the city, it's always New York. Right. It's not Boston. It's not Chicago. It's not any. It's New York. It's Manhattan, Brooklyn, all the, the boroughs. All right. <laughs> You know, it's got to educate some people. Let them know they don't. You know, some people don't know. Jason, do you, do, help you, them out. do you count? I mean, I know Staten Island's a borough, but do you count that in there? I know a lot of people who don't. <laughs> it's you know, it's the the redheaded stepchild nobody wants, <laughs> but you know, it's part. It's included. Sure, <laughs> sure. Yes, yeah so, yeah. so I mean, that's what it is. I mean, I grew up. Yeah, definitely grew up in in, in New Jersey. Um, and uh, the town I grew up was predominantly. Uh, Latin and Hispanic, I actually think was it's the has the or at least it did had the most Cuban residents behind Miami. That was uh, one of its big claim to fame cool. at that point. Cool. So when you were growing yeah. up, were you uh, big into art or were you uh, playing all the sports and knocking that out of the park? I was a little bit of both. I was I was I definitely loved drawing. Mm-hmm. That was that was my thing. I relaxed. I was, that's, that's what I did to do on my off time. Mm-hmm. I just doodle, especially with video games. Video games are big. Like when I was coming up, um, being that I grew up, you know, I was born in the mid eighties. Sure. Yeah. I gave my age. Um, dude, I got so, a decade on you. So <laughs> that's true. I know. <laughs> Come on. I gotta make myself feel better somehow. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So Nintendo was popular and all that. I would always look at the the pamphlets. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the puppets, and I would always see like the card, you know, the images. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. Uh, um, I remember drawing. I, ha- I think I had a Nintendo Power magazine, and it had um, it had an, they were talking about NBA Jam, and it was like the Hornet, the mascot of the Hornets, and the mascot of the Bulls. Mm-hmm. And I kind of just like replicated that, and you know, started drawing that way. And then um, I drew, drew a lot of Mega Man. I drew Battletoads. Did my own double check. And I started having these whole thing. Sure. Um, but at the, at the same time, I was a sports fan. Uh-huh. So I definitely did play baseball. I did play basketball. Um, basketball was really my – it was my thing. It was my family's uh, thing that we did. And, um, yeah, so, and then that – and then once I got into high school, sports kind of like – kind of went away not not so much um i tra- i changed the my particular good sport i ended up being on the diving team and oh, okay swimming team. yeah so i was i was a diver yeah i was i was on the swim team in high school so yeah yeah right remember remember those glory days when the six pack was right there because of a swimmer you have the swimmer's body yeah exactly nah not anymore that was long gone and uh hasn't been around for Close to twenty years, unfortunately, makes me sad. <laughs> well, Jason, here's a tip. I got, I got a tip for you. <laughs> you take a marker, uh-huh. you know, draw the and six. Just draw it on. <laughs> uh, you know what? I, I have, I have well earned my dad bod. I'll stick with it. Uh, not that I couldn't stand to get a little healthier and take a few pounds off, but uh, I, I'll, I'll resort to not drawing the six pack on myself. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, funny story. I remember. Um, one Halloween, uh, my brothers, we, we, whatever we decided, we decided to be superheroes. Mm. And I think my, my brother, he was, I believe, Cyclops from X-Men. Uh-huh. And it had 
the, and obviously he he's he was a really t- he was a small kid, you know, child. Sure. But in order to have the soup, the muscles to show the muscles, they they sort of had this foam uh, muscle pack where he had you know the big mm-hmm. pecs and the six pack, and it looked like he ripped. But it's like <laughs> it's weird because you know he's like five. Yeah. <laughs> it's like. That's a really weird physique you got there, buddy. <laughs> hey, we were at Target today, and they had the uh, Halloween costumes on clearance, and I just got my uh, one of my kids a uh, Power Rangers costume, and it had the ripped uh, six-pack and the big delts and everything. <laughs> it, it's funny to see, you know, a four-foot-tall eight-year-old walking around, you know, with better muscle definition than I do. <laughs> look, at me, look at me, Dad. Yeah. Just, like, flexing. Yeah. <laughs> he did. He actually went and flexed in the mirror after he put it on. As you should. Which was As hilarious. Everyone should. It's it's cute at that age. If you, of course. if you do it at this age, it's weird and creepy. Yeah, you come off as a douche. <laughs> you come off as something. <laughs> Don't worry, you're the you're the host. You gotta I'm gonna call it as it is. Yeah. You, no, you, no, you, you uh, well, I was thinking you can come off as a lot worse than a douche if you do it. Is what I was thinking. I just couldn't think of a oh. good word for it. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was a, it was the, it was quick. Yeah. So so you 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 switch sports when you got into high school, and and I don't mean this as a knock, but did that have to do with uh, basketball players tend to be a little taller? And you're about my height. You're about five eight, five nine, right? Yeah, Jason. I'm fast. I'm quick. Okay. Well, it's I mean, neat. I. Dude, I sucked I st- at anything other than swimming and track. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, you know what? I actually, uh, I actually wanted to actually join the diving team. Mm-hmm. Um, I tried that I, in middle I, school, by the way. You did? That's yeah. hard. It's it, it's still hard. Um, and it was just more. It was just something that I always liked since the since the Olympics. I've always mm-hmm. would watch it in the Olympics, and it was just uh, a sport I just enjoyed. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's cool. I get to do flips and crazy mm-hmm. and just splash in the water. I was always so, too yeah. worried about belly flopping. That was my problem. Ah, uh, no, I have I've, I've hurt myself pretty bad. Yeah. So at <laughs> one time, I think it was my senior year, I uh, was preparing for one of the, uh, I think, one of the state finals or county finals competitions, whatever. Mm. And we, we tried when we were doing starting to get more extreme in the actual uh, maneuvers. Sure. A couple crazy backflips, you know, and where we, we practice was at, uh, at a college and it's because they had the pool, they had the diamond boards and everything. So obviously, uh, the, I guess it was, uh, the college swim team was going to practice right after us mm-hmm. and they were, they had, and of course it was the women swim team at mm-hmm. the time. So they came out, you know, they're already, you know, these college girls, I'm a guy, you know, it, High school senior, like, yeah, hey, I'm all cool and everything. <laughs> Think you're hot shit. <laughs> exactly. You know, you know how it is, Jason. Yeah. No, so, I, did. I was guilty of it. <laughs> <laughs> so my coach was like, all right. He's like, you the kids they were, you know, we were talking, chatted up, watching us um, practice before they had to go in. And he was like, please, please, he was telling, please be quiet. Please be quiet. So I go. And like, I have to focus. Like, you, you really have to focus. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, slip you're you you do hurt yourself mm-hmm. um luckily i never hit my head on the board that was whew, that's a good thing but i was getting ready i started i jumped on the board i was in the midair and i'm like kind of like had a brain fart or something i stopped and i just started swinging my arms back Whoa! bam belly oh. flop. i mean on my back yeah 
and I get out of the water and like everybody's laughing. I'm like, damn, <laughs> in front of the, these girls. <laughs> yeah, I did that many a time. I uh, I did knock my head on the board, um, and that was that when I knocked my head on the board is when I gave up diving. I was like, nope, yeah. can't do it anymore. I mean, I, thankfully. I just got a big goose egg. I didn't get a concussion or have to have stitches or anything like that. But it was enough that I was like, no, no, I'm not doing that inverted backflip anymore. <laughs> yeah, it, it, I've come close. Yeah. And the weird thing is like you, you're, you, you're supposed to be as close to the board as mm-hmm. possible too. The, the worst I ever saw is somebody – I don't remember if they were doing an inverted backdive or if they were in, doing um, – an inverted flip, but they over rotated either way and they didn't mm-hmm. hit their head. They hit their shins on the board and I have never heard a crack like that in my life. Um, it was just gnarly and it took skin off all the way down their shins too. Ah, uh, yeah, that was, that was rough. That's definitely a yeah. site that will be engraved in your brain. Yeah, it was. And that, that was, well, I, I mean, I was in high school at that point. I wasn't even, thinking of diving i was just you know because the swim meets and the dive meets happen at the same time and i was watching somebody go up and do it and i was just like oh it was it was almost as bad as when you're watching the youtube nutshot videos (laughs) (laughs) i don't know what's weird but somehow nutshots can be funny Oh, they can be, but you still you still pucker oh, up every time. You, yeah, you're still cringing yeah. and puckering up every time you see it. So, <laughs> so so when you when you when you're in high school and 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 diving and all, do you start taking more art classes at that point too, or did you kind of wait till you got out of school to uh, focus on that? No, I I started I focused on art too as well. I, mm-hmm. I continued. Uh, I was even the the art president, uh, the president of the art club at the mm-hmm. time. Um, yeah, no, because I was I was really into it. I was. It's not something that I. I mean, it definitely got my teenage angst out the way. But um, sure. it, it it was something that I knew deep down that it's something I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And when I was looking for schools, I definitely um, I wanted to do something with art. Like I didn't know what I wanted to do. I mean, I could have gone. English route could have gone a history route, but I always knew deep down that I liked art and I had to do something with that. So when we're looking for schools, um, being that my dad, he works with a, a bunch of designers. I mean, he, he's in a different industry. He's in the TV industry. Okay. Uh, yeah. He, um, he's worked with, for, you know, graphic designers for whether for his motion graphics or sure, for on air graphics. Other, other and all that yeah. Yeah. All that. All, so this is nothing new. So he's like, yeah, like you want, that's art that, makes money so mm-hmm. so we started looking at that for a graphic design specifically so then um yeah that's and then i just focused on graphic design and and once i got to college i just that's that was my focus i treated um every class as though it was a client mm-hmm. i was you know so i like oh that's what the professor wants this is the, this in the syllabus for this project this project i'm like okay mm-hmm. you're the client this is what we want to do i gotta make it look good um and and that's how, how I took it. I try, I try to be. Did, I was just all focused on that. I'm sorry. Sure. How did you figure out the direction? Because I mean, most kids going into doing that stuff really don't have an understanding of. I mean, it, and at least for me, and this has been my experience and what I've mm-hmm. seen, most kids going into that when they get into college, they don't have an understanding of how to work with clients or 
really even what a client does. You just kind of assume it's going to be handed to me and they're going to tell me, you know, all of this nice stuff and I'm going to put out whatever I want. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a bubble that's about to be burst. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> once the reality slaps you across the face. <laughs> um, well, the way I saw it is um, like my dad. My dad owns a video uh, post-production company. Okay. So I've seen him. So I've gone to work. I've, I've worked with him in the summers or I was a production assistant for certain producers and stuff like that where I see the client and uh, uh, service industry like back and forth. They like, this is what the client wants. We got to work we got to make, we, I've seen that approach to see how people interact mm -hmm. with, you know, who, who's in charge, who's paying the bills, uh, so to speak. And I, so I took, kind of took that approach and was like, okay, in order to, I, I see that's how the real world, real world uh, works. Now it's my turn to take it back to school while I'm still learning. So, mm -hmm. you know, I'm still a dumb kid at the same time, you know, trying to, you know, figure everything out. <laughs> um, and then just just apply it that way. I mean, sometimes I, it was good. Sometimes it wasn't. Mm -hmm. But I try to try to be as focused as possible. Um, and yeah, I, I've I've done some some work. I've, I've you know I've knew people who were interested in music. So sure. I try to work on creating like mixtape covers and stuff like that. Sort of kind of helping DJs out in sure. that aspect and trying to expand my portfolio because I knew I'm like I have four years. I gotta have. I got to show good work. I have a body to say, Hey, here, hire me. Look at what I've done. Here's my experience. I needed something, something, uh, besides student work. Sure. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, obviously I've had studio work and student work. And once I got out, yeah. just, you know, yeah. that's the majority of your, your, what we have. Gotcha. But yeah, no, I try, I try to be very focused on that. Don't get me wrong. I still had fun. I still party. I was, you know, <laughs> let's, let's, let's be you real. You still enjoyed college. That's good. I did. <laughs> this is, this is, I, I mean, as an adult now out of college, I applaud those kids who went in and they were so focused that they knew exactly what they wanted to do right out the gate. And they, you know, had that laser precision and, and didn't deviate from that. But there's a lot of those kids that, didn't have that social life and were too focused on it. And I think that's, you know, that's almost the more important part of college is learning how to be an adult and yeah. learning how to take those responsibilities. And, you know, so, I mean, obviously you still find out that stuff after college and it's a constant learning process of how to be an adult. Um, I just bought a car this weekend. That's, you know, or you, congrats. Bought it. yeah, well, thank you. I appreciate that. It was a forced, I'm a, I'm, it was in a my forced mind, decision. It's a Tesla. Uh, sure. It's a Tesla. No, it's a it's nice, a, there we it's go. a nice, uh, I would love a Tesla. Um, I wish I made that type of money. <laughs> Jason, um, you're making that podcast money. Yeah. The, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. How's that hoop that you just bought? <laughs> Homeless people make more money panhandling than a podcaster does. I'd say that. Um, yeah, but no, it was, it was not a choice. My, my old car literally bit the dust and was going to cost more than the car was even remotely worth to get it fixed. So it's like, well, eh, I guess it's time to suck it up and buy a new car. 
Yay, another car payment. <laughs> it was it was that this, that <laughs> one. Um it it was not a like I said, it was not a planned car pi- buying experience. You were kind of forced into it. Yeah. yeah, very much so, very much so. But we're happy with it, so that's good. But um I forgot where I was going with that. Oh, the growing up and adulting and you learn all that stuff. Um but when you were in college, were you with your study in graphic design, were you doing more general graphic design studies or were you focusing on any one aspect like illustration or web or anything like that? Um, no, I was more, it was more general. I, I didn't go to an art school per se. Sure. So I can't, I kind of feel, I didn't go to art school. I I went to liberal, I went to liberal arts college and, and it was, and you know, I was one of the spoiled people where the parents, paid for the school so so um yeah all you people who paying loans you can hate me i get it i hate you um, actually i don't it's my fault that my parents stopped paying for school so i did it oh, to myself. yeah i've heard that <laughs> i've heard that story yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no so so it was the situation where it was more like hey, it's college everybody usually changes the major sure. they don't know what they want sure um and it was also like, if you go to art school, you're painting for yourself. And I kind of was like, no, <laughs> <laughs> I, I was, like the I was same like, broker than I am. Yeah, I know. I was like, yeah, and I didn't have that much to begin with. I was in school, but sure. no, I, so obviously what they taught was mostly, it was, it was graphic design and it was just more of a broad aspect mm-hmm. of it. So, I mean, um, they did teach some web design. I did learn some CSS in that mm-hmm. and it was cool. It was kind of, still early um where people were learning everything at the time and i felt like once myspace came out like mm-hmm. every it was just like everybody knew how to code so sure. it's like oh they kind of like it's like they took a, a simple web design course um but no i was i knew that i wanted to do something with branding i knew mm-hmm. that that was kind of what i wanted to do i knew i also wanted to do focus on illustration i knew like in and work in uh with apparel especially i, I knew that was something that kind of by the, the last couple of years i was like that was my goal i was like i gotta do something in this industry where i get to have fun creating graphics and just mm-hmm. not doing the same old formal work which don't get you know everybody who knows that they they, they pay um <laughs> but yeah <laughs> um but i wanted i mean i knew that it was gonna i wanted to try to focus on doing stuff that was that i liked and was a little bit more fun sure obviously all the boring stuff comes here now and then but you know you gotta pay the bills um, <laughs> yeah of course Are you kidding me <laughs> no i'm in the new york area nobody yeah. wants to <laughs> it, it's expensive out here yeah yeah so um what was it about apparel that that stuck out to you i well, first, I wore a lot of T-shirts. I like getting into the graphics. <laughs> yeah, I mean, simple. <laughs> I mean, most Super people simple. wear a lot of T-shirts. Okay. I mean, I, right? I can't fault that logic. <laughs> it, it's it's just a no-brainer, Jason. Sure. <laughs> I wear T-shirts. Um, people wear T-shirts. I should make T-shirts. I should make T-shirts. No, uh, it, but yes, that's that's part of it. I mean, I, that's when uh, graphic tees were starting to actually mm-hmm. pick up and hit uh we're picking up and you've seen a lot of cool stuff uh, before the oversaturated market came about sure and i really liked that it really drew my eye and i was just looking at 
various companies would go to the mall and check out, see who, who's, what's coming out, what's new. Um, I wasn't the most fashionable dude per se, but I did know, um, what was hot, what was not. And then I was like, if I could apply this to this particular style for that clothing brand or that company that works, or, you know, I knew what worked, um, being that I, I liked, uh, hip hop and all of that, and all of that. I, I was focusing at the time it was a lot more urban wear and what ended up soon to become streetwear or old sure. studios or it's I knew that history is, is yeah. complicated. Yeah. But yeah, so, so for, for that, and that was kind of where I focused my stuff and that's where I, I kind of had this, um, style and, I, and in my early work was definitely the very hip hop, very graffiti mm-hmm. uh, influenced, uh, being that that's the surrounding stuff that I saw when I grew up and I always thought that was cool. Um, I just kind of focused on that and I just was like, that's what I want to do. I got to find a way to, to make it happen. And sure. Then, Did that kind but, of make, um, scratch that itch of crossing off the illustration as well? Cause I mean, with apparel design, there's a lot of illustration that goes into that a lot of times. Yes, um, there is a lot of illustration. Um, but also the, uh, for those who, who are interested, you got to realize that there's also plain boring, like yeah, just simple a lot text of production though. and yeah, a lot of in the production, but just even the graphics too. Like even sure. uh, big companies, they'll have their own offset brand that you'll never hear unless you're in that big department store, and it's just simple text mm-hmm. and some sort of like maybe gradient in the background. To start. Sure. You know, it's but um, so that part wasn't so illustrated heavy but yeah no you have you have both aspects and that's i i definitely it definitely scratched my illustration itch mm-hmm. really so i love especially since i love the draw i was like yeah okay i'm like oh vector here we go adobe illustrator click 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 pen mm-hmm. tool baby um yeah <laughs> so so when you when you got out of college did you start freelancing right away or did you go work for a company doing this when I got out of college, I was first of all, I did the mistake of waiting until I graduated to start looking for a job. <laughs> I did the same thing. So stupid. Yeah. I I was <laughs> arrogant enough to think that the day I graduated, something was just gonna fall in my lap without me putting anything out there really. I'm glad somebody else has had that same arrogance. Yeah. Well. <laughs> I, I know a lot of people that did so it's <laughs> most people just don't don't admit that they were <laughs> yeah so um no i didn't i ended up finding a job and it was just for i was a marketing manager for a company and uh which is weird because they never really had a marketing team mm-hmm. but the 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 guy had owned like a couple different companies and there were like three uh, two other designers we own managed the, the artwork and the design and the marketing for one of those companies. Mm-hmm. And being since I was out of college, I was like, yo, this is like really, I mean, it was cool. I got to you know work on some logos, I got to work on the website, I get to work on uh, various things. Uh, I worked, it was for a, uh, uh, it's a, it was a pest control company where they weren't the pest control. They hired out, they hired. Oh, so they like contracted out people. Yeah, they contracted other people, and that was pretty much like all the other companies too did the same thing for different things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so I did that, and that, was, and that was cool. And I was able to from there. That's when I really my coworker, um, 
my coworker Dana. Shout out to Dana. Hello, Miss Calabrese, if you're listening. Uh, <laughs> she she had a clothing company, a t-shirt line that she was starting. And that was really cool. And I got to see that firsthand. And I was like, okay, this is cool. This is what she's doing. I'm like, all right. And she's really into it. She's going to print shop. Uh, there was a screen printer that gave her like textures uh, on, a, like, on, a, on a disc mm-hmm. before before everything was on USB or the cloud. Sure. Um, right. <laughs> uh, and I looked and I, I was just, I just observing and just kind of got me into it. And I started seeing, uh, I, I followed Go Media, Go Media at the time and mm-hmm. they, they, there was this website called MTs. Uh, it was a it was a t-shirt company, uh, a t-shirt forum, mm-hmm. and that's where I saw more people doing folk doing graphics for apparel and seeing people showcasing their work that they've done for bands, they've done for you know act for various various merchandise companies or clothing brands, and that's why I was like, okay, I'm doing my research. Let me start doing what I want to do. I'm looking because I knew deep down that I wanted to do my own t-shirt brand. I wanted to, to do that and expand. And, and I thought that was going to be exciting. Mm. And, and it was, it eventually did. I, I did my research and eventually did that. But, um, also at the same time I was working there, that's when the stock market started to crash. <laughs> so 2009 era. Yeah. Yeah. And, th- and that's when, uh, that was a rough time. Sure. Cause it definitely, yeah. Yeah, that wasn't fun. I hated that. Yeah, I think that everybody was, did. God. So, but yeah. So, at, at what point in you in your career and tenure things do you decide to start Branded Baron and make that a kind of full time endeavor? I decided to do that. I knew deep down I wanted to do it. Uh, once I did the research, I I just started bootstrapping. I started making sure I stored money for, for, for my company. Cause I knew I didn't, I didn't want to have a loan. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I just tried to do as much, save as much money to try to, you know, put some to the side and, and, and look at how everybody's investing, how everybody's starting their own startups and, and go from there. I mean, I had a, I ended up, I ended up working for a screen printing company mm-hmm. and that's when I actually, the boom to, go forward really really just got the, you know, the, the wheel going sure. um that's yeah i learned how to do separate colors for for graphics uh i got to learn the production side of it i got to learn the different inks i got i was, was very, i got to be very knowledgeable and being that we've done we we did uh we printed for big companies mm-hmm. i was able to see like oh okay that's cool that's how they did that or you know um and then I get to see how you know they do the regular stuff for, you know, high school uh, <laughs> teams and stuff like that. Yeah, so no, I got to see. The so whole, they go the online spectrum. and they steal a logo from a pro team, and then they change <laughs> yeah. the colors up a little bit. <laughs> exactly. Um, but no, I yeah, so that I was I really got into it, and I was like, okay. And at the time, my boss kind of wanted. I was talking about him about it, and he's kind of wanted to in, invest. Mm-hmm. it was kind of a good idea at the time he's like yeah but he wanted like 20 designs by like the end of the week i was like wait what and i was like i'm still working full time <laughs> i was like you i just it didn't work out at the time he just didn't work out i just knew i had a i knew i had my had my theme i had to have my line and i knew where i wanted to focus on sure and and, it, and it's tough 
for anybody who's thinking about doing it, uh, it's a very it's an uphill battle. Most people actually lose money mm-hmm. doing it. You don't you don't make money with a t-shirt brand. You actually go broke doing it if you're really gonna go go at it. Um, obviously, there's in order to really expand, you gotta get investments. You gotta go to to the the big trade shows. You gotta go like to shows like Magic mm-hmm. or uh, Agenda and actually just expand and actually see people and meet with the buyers of you know different stores. So, I mean, I got to see, I got to learn that aspect and, and I just, I just kind of expanded. I was, I knew from one company, one store, I ended up, I eventually ended up producing my own shirts mm-hmm. and I got that off the ground, started slowly, I created my, my sales sheets and started heading to stores, sending them out, sending my stuff out, meeting them, try to get, go local first before, before, um, Sure. Though I did send, I thought, you know, I thought I did send emails out to stores, like various stores that I thought um, would be a good fit for for my shirts. But you know, mm-hmm. certain boutiques weren't having it. They weren't, you know, it's it's still risky. A lot of people want to do consignment, and consignment sucks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll I give hate, you the I money hate. afterwards, and you have to trust yeah, us okay. to be honest about it. Yes, and uh, we always had. A, yeah, it sucks. You gotta, you had to give consignment. You have to give out your product mm-hmm. have them hold it for say x couple weeks or for a season or however you whatever terms you come with the the store and then hope it sells and then sometimes you and if you if you're if i also did a lot of street fairs too so i was like i kind of sometimes needed those shirts like sometimes the shirts won't coming back it won't come the sales won't be coming in real right away so i was like oh man um it would have been great if I had that shirt in a medium. That's an automatic sale, and I would have got the full price for it mm. instead of just usually a uh, half of the amount because of the way consignment works. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's not to anybody's advantage. No, no, it's not. But I mean, I did like it when when stores did pick them up and they uh, they're like, "Yep, we're gonna buy it." Boom, here's your amount. Here's your wholesale price. Boom, okay, boom. I send it out to them, make sure they got it. I'm like, great. All right, let's start working the next season. Start building it up. Gotcha. How did you, A, was it through the trade shows that you kind of learned the business side of that stuff? Because you, you're, you're having to deal with, like you said, buyers and, you know, doing not only business to, not, not only business to, consumer sales um but business to business sales and and balancing all those hats so it's a full-time job of just being a salesperson plus it's a full-time job doing the designs how were you managing all of that um it was a headache (laughs) (laughs) that was a headache man um that it was yeah for people who want to just design Branching out on your own, it's not happening. Like, sure. I, I knew I, I knew I wanted to work for myself. I knew I wanted to do that. I knew I wanted to, uh, to freelance as well. And honestly, you really have to focus on on one subject, on, on one on one thing. And sometimes, I mean, I did. Yeah, during probably the street fairs when I really learned, and, and and when you're networking with people, you kind of start to learn the business and, and then you realize the mistakes you make that. Sure. Okay. 
this is not going to work for me. This is how I'm going to go about it. But you, you know, I have, you have to do your research. That's everything. Um, and then, you know, you kind of learn and learn on the go, which mm-hmm. is, which always sucks. You kind of just want the, you just kind of want the little textbook and be like, okay, yeah. this is what happens when they, uh, they don't call you back. Or this is what happens when you're, you're, you know, you're partnering up with somebody. Yeah, that's not the situation. You, yeah, you kind of learn to go, and you kind of have to find time. You have to. Okay, it's time management, really. That's what it comes down to. Sure. Time management. You gotta, you gotta say set time up for. Okay, this is what I. If I have a day job, this is what I'm working on from this time. To this time after work. Okay, I need a break. I gotta have some dinner. Uh, then I have an hour or two to focus on designing. Then I have another hour that I want to focus on, you know, marketing. And then the next day I'll set those hours to something else. And in between, I'm still like working out because that's something that I just had to do as well. And it's, mm-hmm. um, you know, the endorphins gets you going, makes you feeling good, all that <laughs> dopamine. Um, but yeah, no, so it's really time management. It's, it's tough, especially for one person. You got, I, I tried having someone help me out and that didn't work out. And then with street fairs, it's, you gotta have, someone help you out or believe with you. You got to have a good friend or a girlfriend or boyfriend or just somebody there to help you out who believes in you and just, mm-hmm. and sometimes all you have to do is just give them a shirt or a product. That's usually like, yeah, that's, that's good enough payment for me. I'm just like, buy him some pizza and a beer. Uh, yeah. When I had photo shoots, when I used to do a lot of photo shoots for, for, for my t-shirt brand, I definitely did that. I was like, you know what? Lunch is on me. I'm like, you know, I, I mean, I had to pay the photographer. That was one thing, but for like the models, it's easy. You just, I, I would recommend, uh, friends, try to get your good looking friends or whoever fits the demographic that you're going after. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, hopefully they're not, but when you're young in your early twenties and nobody's really like a big time model or trying to pursue anything. But then again, now sure. with Instagram, with Instagram, it's a different story. Everybody, yeah, everybody's well, a, model. a model. Everybody's a model. Pay me. Uh, no, no, you're on Instagram. That doesn't no. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, you got to work your way to, to where you want to be. Yes. Um, yeah. So I would just find ways to do that. I mean, you got to barter sometimes and, and sometimes bartering sucks. Sometimes it doesn't. And sure. I think as long as it works out, as long as it works towards your goal and whatever your goal is, you got to follow that. Um, so that's how I would go about it. I mean, it's, it's so tough and doing everything. It's all sales and then goddamn quarterly taxes and getting that (laughs) son of a bitch, you know, I was like, yeah, that's the, the the accounting side is the, for me, the worst part of it. I mean, thankfully I've got a decent accountant. Um, and I don't, uh, like I haven't set things up yet where I do enough business where I need to be an LLC or anything like that. Like there's no tax advantage to me doing that. Got it. <clears throat> so it's still sole proprietor. So I don't have to do the quarterly taxes. I can just, you know, yeah, I, but I, it's going to get to that point at some point and I'm going to have to do that. And I'm not looking forward to that. And unfortunately my accountants at that age where retirement is a looming possibility any day now. So, all right. That's, yeah. that's exciting. That's something to keep you on your toes. Yeah, exactly. So finding a new accountant sounds like the most painful thing in my life when that comes around worse than the car buying experience. <laughs> <laughs> Remember ladies and germs, you got to get yourself a good accountant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's I've heard horror stories and whew, yeah, some people suck. 
So, um, so, but, so going forward with your career, where, where did the next steps kind of take you after that? Uh, you know, being that the, the, the market wasn't as well because of the crash, I, I was in and out of jo- some jobs mm-hmm. being laid off of that. And that was rough because why are you working so many jobs? <laughs> like, do you want to, it's like, what? And they're all design jobs too. And like, like not sleeping you, in my car. Just, <laughs> yeah. I was like, are you like, do you just want to be, I had somebody ask me in an interview, do you just want to be a freelancer? I'm like, no, I kind of, I want the benefits. I want the salary. I want everything. Sure. So I could at least set myself up to where I, at nighttime where I'm setting up my business where I could go full time. Mm-hmm. Cause not only that, I was doing brand and uh, as a t-shirt brand. And then I was also doing, I was, you know, freelancing, I'm, you know, designing, graphics on my own time other than whatever I did during the day. Sure. Um, yeah. So that was, that was, that wasn't fun, but I ended up working back with a screen printer again. And yeah, it was just, yeah, it was a back and forth career, but mm-hmm. I ended up working another screen printer and started expanding. That's when I really started pushing, uh, the t-shirt brand and then really just, it, it was sudden, it was definitely going. It was, I was definitely getting, um, I love getting international sales. I was definitely sure. doing a lot. I was, it was definitely moving. It was definitely popular. Um, and, th- and actually through that, uh, I started printing as well. I was like, you know what? My, that's, uh, a byproduct. I was like, I work at a screen printing company. I do t-shirts and people always ask me, like, all right, let me start printing. And that's how I started doing that. Actually, um, uh, no Anderson Monroe or Anderson mm-hmm. blue. I met, we went to college together, but okay. we weren't really, yeah, we weren't close in college. Like we knew each other, but then sure. we, we were at one of these events and we met it up. I was like, Oh, and then we just started connecting. And then I started printing some of his shirts and helping him out, um, with certain things. And we started learning from, uh, with each other. And then, um, you know, we would go to shows, trade shows or events or sneaker events and then sell our, our apparel together. Mm-hmm. And, um, we'd have fun. Right. Anderson had fun. Didn't we? <laughs> Well, and Ander- <laughs> Anderson's Anderson's had a uh, interesting career path too because he's doing yeah. Blue Dreams and and stuff like that, and he's gotten to do some really cool projects with that. But he also has the full time where he, speaking of accountants, he's doing accounting exactly. work. That's what he's he, he's running an accounting business. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So so yeah, <laughs> it's, it's an interesting path business. for him. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, no, I, I for, for me, I try to stay focused and sort of try. Uh, print uh start trying to print for every for various companies uh i, I tried focus on since i, I trained brazilian jiu-jitsu i try mm. to focus on trying to get some of that business like okay let me just print for you know jiu-jitsu schools and then do that and uh, and then while i'm printing that's easy i could sell paperwork send it to the printer it's easy money i just let them do what they have to do i'm not printing it i just set up the shirts set up the, you know create spot colors it's usually so simple work um, and just make money off that. And then I'd be able to design my own stuff and then I could create more graphics and expand that way. And say, mm. okay, this is what I plan on doing for the next couple of months. This is what I plan, what I'm, the goals I'm trying to reach. Sure. So it's, just, it's, I always, it's, it's about finding the way I see it is that the, the good old, the good job, the good salary, mm-hmm. that one job that will set you up for life. I nowadays that's not true. You gotta have you gotta different have, yeah. sources of income. No, I so completely agree. Yeah, so it's like okay, because uh, it's just weird because 
I'm, I'm, we're talking to, to my father and he has he has his business his business successful but it's still in that same mentality mm-hmm. uh, i mean that, i mean he's investing in other things too so it's not <laughs> he, he's learned he, sure. sometimes he guess can't teach an old dog new tricks um but it's just you got to make money while you're sleeping that's mm-hmm. really the, the main thing and that's the it was the beauty about when i have my t-shirt brand like anyone i'm sleeping money was coming in or you know just simple stuff even if i had stickers for sale um, I still do, by the way, uh, brandonbaron.com <laughs> slash shop. Uh, we'll link to that. Don't worry. <laughs> don't worry. Jason, if you, if you could plug, you can always plug yes. anytime. Yes. So that's brandonbaron.com. Um, <laughs> so, subtle. so, you know, yeah, but so, super subtle. That's how, that's how I got on here. That's how I, I was a very subtle guy. You just, uh, I didn't, I didn't bully my way in, you know, no. I, I just, <laughs> Um, not no, so, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, and I ran a couple, had a couple blogs and mm-hmm. I had advertisements on that and I was like working on that and trying to expand and, and it was design related and, and it, it grew where I partnered with Anderson to do the far collective, mm-hmm. um, which was definitely focusing on t-shirt brands and for especially up and comers that didn't know how to start, where to go, who, who to print with, uh, how do you approach somebody to how do you approach a store or boutique or, or just like how to create a lookbook? It was just very informative. Plus it, it, it we would post uh, different brands and different companies or different artists and different designers. I would just like, we feel like you guys should take a look at this. And, and we just wanted to educate people. And we were kind of like the gatekeepers in a sense. Like we knew we, we had some success. Sure. And we're like, here we go. Let's, provide you with some more and, and help you guys out um, as we're still growing. Mm-hmm. I mean, things changed, you know, but um, as our paths went one way, we just, you know, that partnership just couldn't, couldn't hold on to uh, that idea of having this, this design blog um, take off as where it really should. We could sure. have definitely been making more off it, but at the same time that you, you we were able to get some, good stuff out of it and and uh, i try to focus anything i can do to 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 make money in my sleep <laughs> um that's not a quick get rich quick scheme like no let that's me clear a- that let me clear that up i'm not trying to you know hustle anybody or anything i'm not trying to sue you i'm just trying to like make legitimate money make it be a legitimate business you're not selling anyway <laughs> yeah I have a buddy of mine who has his company and he's like, yeah, I do this, I do that. And obviously he's ripping company logos and stuff like this. And, uh-huh. and he is focused on his eBay store and, you know, he's had us eBay shut stuff down and he's selling, he's going to events and selling it. I'm like, dude, like you're still a hobbyist. Like you think you're bigger than you are, but you're not like, I get it. I love the hustle. But at the same time, you're just you just don't have that drive. You talk you, you talking a lot more than follow through. Yeah. And I feel and that's one thing I, I feel everybody if you, everybody loves to talk, great. Follow through. There's certain people who 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 do, mm-hmm. and certain people who don't. So you want to be a person who's a doer. You got. I, I feel like if I say something, I'm gonna do it, and just do it. Like it's sure. just it's it's the dumbest thing to th- to think of. Like just do it, like Nike's slogan, but it actually works. Like just don't hesitate. Create a business plan. Do mm-hmm. your research. Just get going. Some people just you know, 
you got to have an idea. I wouldn't start going blind into yeah, yeah. any project. Yeah. I think that's that's as H- have a focus and have a plan, but yeah, get out there and do it. And that, that I mean, but that's tough for a lot of people. It's you know, there's, it is. there's no, a whole lot of factors that come into that. So it's you know, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. But if you have the opportunity, if you have the, uh, the I guess the free time, the the you're not held down to certain people or, or you know nothing major there's no there's nothing major where you where it's preventing you sure and you have that you have that okay you, you know the, the wife is giving you the okay the, you know the husband the boyfriend whatever you know your kids are doing well you can you know you have the time do it i'd say start everybody needs a, a creative outlet somehow yep um i would agree with and, that yeah so you just gotta do yeah yeah you, well, you just gotta do it just set it up well let's fast forward a little bit um, and and kind of talk about what you're working on now and how you got into that. Jason, I am. Uh, I'm so work for. I get to do cool stuff, man. I get to do cool stuff. Um, I work for a merchandising company, a big merchandising company, where they they focus on musicians, big names. You know, some people may may have heard of, like you know. Uh, Guns N' Roses. I, I don't know. Some people may have heard of them. They were big at some point. Yeah, they were big are. at some point. I don't know that they're big anymore. But I mean, in Europe, maybe. <laughs> South I don't know, America. Jason. I, they sold out the Madison know. Square Garden shows. They, so it was, sounds like I, they're selling out like everything, but it's one of those. I'm just like, really? How? It's, it's it's one of those bands that they were they're at the time. They're the, they're the big guys. Like oh, yeah. the Rolling Stones were the big time. Dude, in their era, still, still sell are. Out, so, no, they still sell out. Um, but yeah, no, Guns N' Roses is still big. So there's different artists, sure. That just happened to be one of them, and you know, I and they also have a division where they work with Harley Davidson and they create Harley Davidson apparel, and that's where I come in. And uh, Jason, you know that whole that that saying where people say. Put out the work that you want to do, mm-hmm. and it'll eventually come through. Mm-hmm. I I always thought that was bullshit. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, 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 blah, blah, blah. It's nonsense. It actually worked. It actually ended so if, up working so out. So if I start drawing lottery tickets, does that mean I'll win the lottery? No, it just means you may oh, okay. be the next designer for <laughs> the creating lottery new lottery ticket. <laughs> you know, sadly, there's probably really good money in that. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, Maybe. if you think about it, that that's there's so many committees and stuff that that has to go through. Whoever does that has to be charging an arm and a leg to put up with the bureaucracy and bullshit that comes with it. It's probably designed by committee. Oh, I'm sure it is. That's what I'm saying. Whoever is actually like <laughs> yeah, the bureaucracy. Whoever's pushing the pixels has to uh, probably charge a lot of money just to put up with all that. <laughs> Lots, but hey. Yeah, so I get to do that. I get to create um, Harley Davidson t-shirts, and that's that's fucking awesome. <laughs> yes, ladies and gentlemen, this episode is going to end with an E for explicit. Um, that's fine. I think the last like six or seven have so. <laughs> oh, okay, great. So I'm just going to say, just fuck, just yeah, yeah put it out there. there. It's fine. Awesome. Uh, you know, if I could do that, I could create. Um, designs for that and that's that's a that's a global brand that's you know it's been around since mm-hmm. 1903 they're about to celebrate in 2018 their 115th anniversary so it's a big name 
brand where, you know, we create designs, T-shirts and sweatshirts and apparel and all that. Uh, pretty much tops. That's what we're focused on, the, mm. the tops. And we uh, create the graphics and we print them and just give it to certain dealerships where dealerships would buy from us. And what's great for, with me that I love to do is that I'm in charge of the the graphics on the on on the front. So I'm I get to work with freelancers. I get to work with design firms. Mm-hmm. Um, I get to not work with them and be like, no, <laughs> I was like, that's nope, not anymore. Look, um, I appreciate that you do but, all this Hello Kitty stuff and you're really good at Hello Kitty, but I'm not sure that's the right audience for the Harley brand. It's not the right, not the right vibe. Um, those, is, no, but I, those aesthetics don't match up. Yeah. So I get to act as creative director, art director and designer because I get to design as well. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I got to get a hat, like, you know, like most artists, well, or like everybody or and especially artists, I have an ego and I got to have my designs <laughs> <laughs> worldwide, buddy. <laughs> so, uh, I get to have fun doing that and I get to see, I get, and I have, to, I get to know, I get to know the history. Mm-hmm. So I, it's, that's always fun to me. Like I get to get to know, um, like. 1903, that's when they started. And that's also the same year when Henry Ford built his car. So that's mm-hmm. like, oh, same time. And and for those who don't know, uh, yes, it's a motorcycle um, company. But they back in the early, uh, the late, actually the late 19th century, people used to ride bicycles all the time. It was the best way of transportation. Mm-hmm. It was very popular. And then they were they eventually started creating bicycles uh, with motors motors and that's how and that's the story the, the one story that i've heard that i haven't yet confirmed was that william s harley the the engineer who created the first blueprint for the motor the harley davidson motorcycle it was because he was a man ahead of his time jason he was a man ahead of his time mm-hmm. he just he was lazy he did not want to pedal <laughs> he just, he <laughs> so just he didn't want the moped it. to uh have to pedal to crank up the engine. He wanted yes. something where he could just, Hey, just you know, I don't right think, th- I don't think that's lazy. I think that's thinking smarter. It's smart, smarter, not harder. Exactly. Or both, whatever. Yeah. Um, but no, that's the, so that was the story I heard. Not that that was interesting. I don't know. I can't confirm it's true, but it's, if it is, it's a, <laughs> it's a good story, story either way. Right. <laughs> yes. Um, and then, and it was like it was pretty much a family. It was a family company because mm-hmm. the it was the Harleys and the Davison brothers and mm-hmm. their aunt created the, the first Harley Davison tank uh, tank engine logo. Mm-hmm. So that was you, you see that and you still see it around. So it's like okay, it's cool. We keep keeping it in the family. <laughs> we're creating logos. We're creating bikes. What can what else can we do? But yeah, so I get to know that aspect and I get to see and. We actually, that's worked out. It's, I could, you know, I get to draw skulls for a living. That skulls fun, and eagles man. and skulls and eagles. Oh yeah, I got eagles are a lot harder. I'm not sure if anybody really. I've seen you draw it. plenty of eagles. You do a pretty good job at it. They're hard. They're, well, <laughs> they're hard. I haven't tried to draw an eagle in a really long time, so I will take your word for it. Yeah, it's the feathers. They're they're annoying. Yeah, I mean. Whatever I shared on Instagram is nothing um, that I <laughs> have yet to share on uh, after the finished product is ready. 
but no, I'm excited to show the, the new work because I'm like, uh, yeah, because I, I just feel like I'm getting better mm-hmm. as well. I'm like, oh, you guys haven't seen anything now. I'm like, I can't show anything. Sure. But I also, but it's fun for me because I get to hire people, hire people that like, uh, you may know of a, a designer named Lisa Lorick. Never. Never heard of her, right? You never yeah. heard of her. I get to, you know, um, or Jason Karn, you probably never heard of him either. And uh, I, I have like, heard of Jason. I love Jason. <laughs> But I've never well, met Lisa, so I <laughs> I can pretend. Right, well, that, yeah, you could pretend, but you still have heard. Yes, but so I get you know they're what they're both great at is uh, hand lettering, mm-hmm. which is which a it seems to be the fad at the moment. So yeah, so all you hand letters, it's cool. Yeah, but I think I think it's but um and they do something that I can't do so well. I mean, I could do some graphics hand lettering, but. I go to them. I need. I needed like, hey, this is my vision, and especially you know, we do women's stuff. I'm like, okay, your style is gonna be fan fucking tastic for us. Sure. And like, so I mean, I just work with great designers. Like, it just, I'm excited. I'm always and I'm always looking to. I'm always looking to check check stuff out. See who who's doing what. Who's doing you know who's the hot new design. What what makes Once, a uh, good designer who would fit with the Harley Davidson brand? Cause I like, I know my aesthetic wouldn't, mm-hmm. ma- not that I wouldn't love to like work on Harley stuff since you're hiring freelancers, but I don't think my aesthetic actually meets up with what Harley does. Um, and I'm not an illustrator where I can draw an eagle Great. well enough. I might be able to knock out a skull that would work, but you know. So. Yeah. And then the- that's a good question. Very good question from the host. I'm going to skip that and we'll move on to the next question. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I, it's a, it really, I mean, you have to, A, you have to know demographic. You have to know sure. that, you know, these are bikers. Um, you know, most people, they really, people who are still buying is, you know, the, you got the, you know, yeah, but the they're old, bikers old that guys. are well, they're generally well-educated bikers that have, of course, money. Cause a Harley is not a cheap bike. Oh, man, I was looking at one. I was like, "Yeah, I'm just gonna pass and just I'm gonna keep renting at well, the dealership to ride." Even a cheap Harley's like ten grand. That's used. You're yeah, talking about yeah, yeah, used. Well, like base model that doesn't come with anything. You yeah, we're we'll talking about like uh, at least twenty five thousand, thirty mm-hmm. maybe probably thirty thousand, like or for a Sportster, but it's. It's it's expensive. Yeah, they're they're not cheap bikes. Yeah, they're not cheap bikes, but they're you know the quality bikes. And I've always been I've always been into it ever since I saw Arnold Schwarzenegger ride a fat boy on on in Terminator Two. Come <laughs> on, that was a badass scene. That yeah. was that was like my go to movie. Uh, well, one of my favorite movies when I was a kid. Um, because that was badass to me. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, no, it's got there's there's you got to have a certain aesthetic too it has to look badass it has to be it has that that grunge a lot sometimes distress works but you also i kind of want to focus on you know sometimes it got to be simpler mm-hmm. designs uh they gotta be sometimes a clean you know not too bold they can't be cartoony sure. um if they're gonna be if the cartoony it'll be for the kids shirts but we don't really print that many per season anyway mm-hmm. um but it just has to have some sort of edge it has to you know there's also history behind it Mm-hmm. So you know, classic bikes do well for us if we, if, um, and just in general, people just like, you know, even other companies that 
for an Harley stuff, they, you know, they have the classic bike, uh, on it. And I mean, you gotta know your engines, people, you know, people who, people who are motorcycle aficionados, um, they know their, they know their stuff. I remember sure. being hassled. I remember I was at, I was actually at a party last night. I was meeting, speaking with this guy. I'm like, dude, you gave me shit last time I spoke to you, like uh, X amount of time ago, like for not knowing what a panhead is. Like, I know that shit now. I'm like, it's like, good man. Now you know the history. I'm like, yeah, I know all the history. <laughs> you inadvertently like, turned into a gearhead. <laughs> yeah. I mean, at the same time, it's, it's I like branding, so it's all it, you gotta know the brand. You gotta sure. know the history. That's part of just branding anything. Um, that's like branding one one. You gotta study the product. You gotta know who your audience. You gotta know the background. Um, but yeah, it's just certain certain things are cool. You gotta have you know the eagles here and there. Sure. Uh, it's gotta be habitable edge, it's gotta be clean for women designs. You know we we there are some. You know, graphic tees with you know certain graphics eagles or mm. uh, maybe one or two skulls because it still works. You still got the you know the biker chick that's you know she's a tough tough chick. You're like you know nobody's fucking with her when she's riding. Sure. Um, but then you got you know this also got to be feminine too. It's got to be you know it's it's a big name and sometimes not not every some of the females they're you know the, their girlfriends or wives of the actual bikers and they're. Mm-hmm. Because when you go, when the bikers, the biker community is a big community. They're close knit. Like you go to a Harley Davidson dealership, and it's like a, it's like a mall all in one. Yeah, you have your clothes. You got it's it's just the way got it's your set accessories, up. Accessories, got it. Yeah, every single. You got everything. Everything's there. You got your bikes. You want to buy a bike? There you go. You just want clothes. Here, you know, you got you get your clothes, and and it ranges. There's you know, there's the premium uh, apparel, which is you know quality garments, high end garments for men and women, mm-hmm. and then you know regular tees and long sleeves but he's still got to look good he's still got to it's got to be fitting to the good demographic and, and some people some are a little more feminine some are a little more aggressive mm-hmm. and and sometimes you know it, it depends on you know shirt colors also dictate who wears what like an old guy would probably want you know a maroon colored shirt in the winter time with sure. that's very you know one color plain just says Harley Davidson um, since 1903 in a simple text, maybe distressed, like nothing sure. crazy graphic. He's not looking for anything bold, nothing like no, he's not looking for a flaming skull. Right. Right. Well, how, so how do you, when you're designing for them, keep things fresh um, in your perspective where it doesn't feel stereotyped and all that? Uh, I definitely, well, I definitely create, I first, uh, I create mood boards on, on Pinterest. So I got to get my, have my, my ideas and my references there. I just store everything up. I have a private board that nobody else can see when he, <laughs> um, so I, I gather all designs there and, um, and then I'll start looking at different communities. Mm-hmm. Uh, so look at, you know, I'd visit the dealerships or, you know, we'll, uh, we'll try to go to rallies if we can. Um, and just, and just start looking at people, you know, cause it, you gotta know people, everybody, it's, it's not this tough guy, badass. I mean, when people think bikers, they always think the hell's angels and that's the 1%. Those, yeah, you know, that's the, that's the, that's the, that's that the people don't want to be associated with. No, no, that's yeah. why you don't want to be associated. 
and and um yeah you don't want to deal with those but no but everybody else is different like my buddy's a firefighter mm-hmm. and he's a biker and he is and his he has he rides with other firefighters that you know it just depends on who you are and everybody comes from a different background and you'll meet people who are like wow uh, the guy who taught me how to how to ride he's a fbi agent like, mm-hmm. that's what he does he's during the day i'm like okay like i would have never thought you as a biker you know suit and tie or <laughs> you're yeah. fed yeah never thought you know you know once you clock out sleeves come off and you're just riding that bike all the way down yeah. um i know a bunch yeah, of no, doctors try, who are so yeah people i think it just gets a bad rep because people are crazy drivers so yes. they don't focus on on bikers yeah so that's why get, they get you know people get in accidents but yeah no, I've, I've, just, I've never well i can't say i've never i have seen people on a harley that drive aggressively and are scary some people are aggressive yes but for the most part it's the people on the sports bikes and the crotch rockets that are you know cutting in and out of traffic and almost getting themselves killed yeah um yeah, that sucks. Yeah, you get you got to pay attention. That's that's. Yeah. I think everybody has to be aware. Yeah. Uh, that's really the bottom line. Yeah, that's the bottom line because Stone Cold says so. <laughs> Not dated <laughs> reference at all. Um, Not dated at all. Yeah. But people still use it. I still don't get that. I I mean, eh, I don't know. I was never that into Some wrestling people, after like middle school. So. Neither was I. But and I'm not I, judging people who are. I just for me, it wasn't. Hey, everybody loves The Rock. Yeah. Dwayne yeah. Johnson will always be The Rock to me. Yeah. Yeah. I I love The Rock. So, um, cool. Well, so we're kind of getting close to our time and I want to wrap up with, you know, what what exciting do you have coming down the pike for, for you? For like, whether it be freelance or a project you can talk about at work or whatever. Oh, fantastic. Okay. For me. Uh, well. Well, for at work, we just finished. We did the co- collaboration with Guns N' Roses. That mm-hmm. was a big deal, um, huge deal. Then we did their 115th anniversary, and, and we're just working on new stuff. And I love doing the photo shoots there. So I'm always looking, you know, creating new graphics and working with designers, that aspect. And then for me, uh, I'm just, you know, now since I'm, I kind of had, you know, I'm settled, uh, my mindset with work. I know what I want to do. I have my everything laid out. I kind of want to focus on uh, myself. I, I'm creating graphics. Mm-hmm. Um, going back into creating prints that, you know, when I had my t-shirt, I did focus on, on that and then did start slowly bringing into the prints and I've done, you know, I've gone to comic cons and, and started bringing my prints there. And, but I want to expand that trying to create more design tools mm-hmm. because I've seen, uh, I've seen people sell stuff, whether it's textures or usually it's textures, but it's just certain, certain design elements where they do not focus they're just made to be pretty but they're not really meant to be uh for production side of things yeah i think that's i think a lot of designers don't focus on the production side yeah that's been always my biggest problem is that the stuff is all not necessarily production based yeah yeah that's what you that's the thing that's a good thing about working as as a for a screen printer is i was able to see the back end Mm -hmm. and if the more you can see the back end you can do the front end and, and see how you could operate it. You could do a little reverse engineering. Um, but I think certain people don't know that. And I kind of want to start, I'm, I'm starting to blog again heavily and just bring out more content and just kind of, you know, just highlight certain things, certain aspects, certain 
things that we educational to people who, who just want to learn, whether it's, you know, just, uh, specifically, I guess in the apparel mm-hmm. industry, um, and in the merchandise, merchandising world. I mean, it's, it's, t- it's, it's a lot of stuff where I want to focus on that. Um, and just creating new graphics. I mean, I know I'm not allowed to wear my t-shirt brand anymore. You know, HR put the stop on that, but, um, <laughs> And it's fair. No, it's it. It got me to where I am now. Sure, I'm happy at the I'm happy at the moment. So I just you know I'll just focus on prints and and that's a new aspect that's less overhead because mm-hmm. <laughs> you know stocking up on your own apparel that's gets pricey. Yeah, yeah, that's it's it's not fun. But Paper is a lot that, less you know. expensive than t-shirts, and it doesn't take up enough of that that much space. Sure. So I get to do that, uh, create new stickers, and just and just focus on, on me again. I just mm-hmm. back where I'm like, hey, picking up new freelance. I uh, just you know just I was working on a uh, on a mascot logo earlier for a company, and I'm just you know excited to do to to do more. Um, you know, if you have any, I'm, I have to work on the logo for psychology. That is a tough field to create for like a private practice. That is, huh. Right. And I, I've seen I looked on on dribble and it's just not many out there. huh? <laughs> no, it's just it's just difficult. You know, I need I need some sort of reference and difficult. Oh, by the way, let me before before we cut me off now. Sure. When I was looking for freelancers, I decided to go on dribble and I was like, fuck it. Everybody. It's like a one big circle jerk. Everybody has the same style. I'm like, no, I can't do this. <laughs> um, so I was like, All right, I'm I semi guilty of that. I'm, I'm aware of it. <laughs> yeah, I look I'm like, I if you look at my style, I don't fit in the crowd. Sure. And I decided, hey, let me put out an ad and see, try to attract designers. Mm-hmm. And I try to be really clear on what I want. So I decided instead of going to dribble and trying to find designers, like, let me try something different. Sure. Let me see if I can get more, get designers. And the conclusion I came up with is nobody fucking reads. Nobody reads. This I asked, hey, nobody reads. I was like, hey. I simple stuff. I simple things. Send me a portfolio. Send me a rate of this work. That's it. I get people asking, "Hey, I'm a logo designer. I do websites and that." Doesn't mention anything. They don't mention. They don't give me the portfolio. They don't mention the rate or or anything. Anything I ask, man. Anything. I just want. I give details. I'm like, it's a simple, yeah. it's a simple directions. I, if you can't follow directions, how the hell am I going to hire you to do anything? It's just mind boggling. Nobody, and we have a contract that you have to read. If you don't read this, what are you, an idiot? It just, I'm just, and I, I got to the point where I was like, okay, people don't read. Oh, thanks. thanks. Well, and people nice. intentionally ignore stuff, hoping that, oh, well, they'll see me talk about this and I'll get in that way. I mean, I get it. You want to promote yourself, you want to promote your aspects, but I specifically ask for a certain style, for certain, uh, Thing that I'm looking for. I'm like, thank sure. you for your interest, but please provide work or your portfolio and your rate as requested. Yep. It's kind of like a nice dick way of saying, you know, Dude, read, read, the instructions. It, read it. <laughs> See, just. <laughs> See, I mean, I don't know if that's nicer than me. I just ignore those ones that uh, don't follow the instructions. No, I, I want people to know. I want people to learn, like, hey, no, read. You may not like me, but after this, even though it was polite, I'm not, you know, but still read before you move forward. Come on, man. Just don't be a dummy. But I did yeah. find a couple good designers. Well, that's good. 
that, that's a positive, but still, so, people, are, I just, I don't get it. And also, no, no thing. Don't be too greedy. No, I think that's important. Yeah. That's that. That's how I am not using a couple of designers because people got a little too greedy, and I was like, okay, you're gonna kind of, you're kind of screwing the hand that feeds you. Oh, this took me five hours to do when last time it only took me an hour to do. Yeah. Or even separators. We hire freelance separators and they're very sneaky with uh, how many colors they gave us. Luckily, you know, it's easy to look. I'm like, hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's you said how many that's how many colors when you really could have just done it this way. Yeah. And okay. Okay. I get it. All right. People are just very sneaky. It just. It just, I think you just do the right thing, work hard, hustle hard. You will be noticed. I think people you'll will be rewarded for it too. Yeah, you will be rewarded. It's you, it's surprisingly, you put out into the world and what you want and you'll get it back. Cool. It's the way it is. Cool. I think that's a good spot to wrap it up. So, real quickly, where can people find you online? You can find me online at brandedbaron.com you can find me on instagram brandedbaron.com you can find me on twitter brandedbaron oh wait i'm sorry instagram is at brandedbaron <laughs> so so focus on the dot com <laughs> um, pretty much anything that has brandedbaron uh that's, that's where you'll you. find me um, it's so simple i locked it in locked all that information when i first started so hey i understand i, I pretty much everywhere that i'm at uh is the same thing so i understand not, As branded, should. not branded Baron. Not, I'm not branded Baron. I'm my own thing. Jason, <laughs> the last thing you need needs to sue you. Yes. <laughs> uh, you wouldn't get much. <laughs> hey, I'll take those two pennies. <laughs> those two pennies? Okay. <laughs> Leave me those two pennies. My kids are still losing teeth. I might need them. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, the, 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 food, the tooth fairy. Got it. Yeah, yeah. All right. All the, the, right. the tooth fairy came the other night and uh, the... Uh, tooth fairy didn't have any cash so the tooth fairy literally had to arrange the uh the change bucket <laughs> <laughs> at least it wasn't a, at least it wasn't a you know iou note yeah no <laughs> i haven't done that <laughs> the, the tooth fairy has not done that yet the tooth fairy has scrounged um and we have not given the tooth fairy has not given pennies yet but the tooth fairy has given given out a lot of nickels and dimes and quarters to make up to a dollar <laughs> hey it doesn't matter. Kids get happy for just money or change. It's a gift. Yeah, yeah. Well, and at eight, they don't have a whole lot of concept of how cash works because their parents pay for things. Of course, that's the just the Jason. That is the goddamn beautiful thing about the, being a child, and no one you don't realize that until you're an adult. There, those are the parts of being a kid that I miss. Right. So, dad and nap time. Though my kids nap are past time. the nap time age, so wait, what are you talking about? You get napping as as not all oh, wait, you're a parent. You can't really no. nap as you want to. I haven't taken a nap in eight years. Unless I was sick. And even then. Jason, I took a nap earlier. It felt amazing. I went to my nephew's birthday party, so he turned three today. So Oh that's a that's a good thing. Yeah. He was probably you know, he was playing with clowns. I was probably not thinking of clowns because that would be horrifying yeah, in a dream. Yeah, that is creepy. So, all right, <laughs> Joe, <laughs> thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me tonight. It was good catching up. 
And I'm looking Jason's forward great. to see you uh, seeing you in April. Creative South. Yeah. Creative South. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <clears throat> I got this. I got this, Jason. You okay. don't need to tell me. Okay. I've listened to the episode. Jason, I got this. Boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, designers of all ages, go out and hug some necks. Joe, thank you so much. <laughs>